0: Everyone, welcome back to Sprouting Minds. This week's guest is Declan Pierce. Declan shares his experiences as he transitioned. He shares videos of him coming out to his parents, him receiving top surgery, and even his day to day experiences. We talk about all of these things and more, and I hope you enjoy the episode. As always, you can check out Declan's information in the show notes, and I hope you enjoy.
1: Hello.
0: Hi, how are you?
1: Good, how are you?
0: Good. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I'm excited to chat with you. Obviously, I know you from TikTok. um, Mm -hmm. And I'm curious what I have a love hate relationship with social media. On one hand, it's great. You get to tell stories, you get to connect with people, I get to talk Mm -hmm. to incredible people like you. And then there's a dark side. There's always someone who's gonna be negative and a troll and what oh, yeah. made you wanna share this this journey of yours on a social media platform?
1: Um I kind of came out in quarantine, so I wasn't seeing other people like socially really. Um and I think that kind of played into why I did it over social media as actively. Um because that kind of became my social life and became my social community when we couldn't go out and actually be social with people. Um, but it also kind of helped me. I had downloaded TikTok because a friend of mine like was doing dances on it and said it was fun. And I was like, I don't know, that doesn't sound like my kind of thing. And then about three weeks into quarantine, I was like, I think I'm bored enough to download TikTok now. Um, And I didn't post any like dancing videos, but at first I just started making kind of goofy videos of me just killing time in my apartment and trying to, you know, make like funny, entertaining stuff. And then I posted uh, the conversation I had coming out to my parents. And that's really kind of what pushed me into the kind of queer side, I guess, um, or trans side of TikTok. And then people kept commenting and that video got like millions of views. And people kept asking about my transition and like how, what the process was like and things. And so I just figured if this is what's going to be consuming my life, the transition kind of for the next couple months, why not share the process with people who don't know how to do it? Because I don't really know how to do it. And I was kind of learning as I went. And it was nice to be able to not only share my journey, but to have the connection of other trans people from all over who are, you know, six years in 10 years in just starting like, just like me. Um, and then in my personal, like IRL life, um, I don't know very many trans people. So it was nice to kind of have that community too, so we can all share our experiences. But I think that COVID really is the reason that I did it on social media (laughs) as much. Um, I still probably would have transitioned, but maybe not been as open about it.
0: Yeah, maybe as public about it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: if I had had kind of the normal pre-COVID life, who knows, I, I may have chosen to share the journey anyway. I do like to, I come from South Texas um, where I just never even knew trans people existed. And so the community of people that I grew up in Know nothing about trans people, so I've become that kind of person that people I haven't talked to in years will just reach out to me to ask me some random question about trans things um yeah. and so I've kind of become that person, and that's not necessarily you know it's not trans people's duties to answer questions and things um mm-hmm. but for people that I have known for decades and have been connected to and kind of are asking questions for someone who comes from a religious conservative community to have people asking questions to want to learn more at all is kind of exciting. So yeah. anytime someone <laughs> sends me a question, I'm like, yes,
0: yeah, we yeah. got another one. <laughs> yeah, I, I think um, we're around the same age. I'm 30. And I I think you're around the same yeah, age. Yeah, I'm 30. As you just said, like growing up, I didn't know anyone who was trans. I didn't know anyone who was transitioning. Like I, it was just not Something that was in my, you know, realm, and also I'm from mm-hmm. New York City, so this is a place where you yeah, know it's
1: where a lot of them live.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I can't imagine you know gr- growing up and having a community that just doesn't support you. And it sounds like from your videos when you came up to your parents, I mean, I was crying and it, it was just <laughs> so emotional because you were so raw, and then. Your your dad said, get some freedom you didn't have before. And your mm-hmm. mom said, you know, as long as the inside matches the outside. And I was like, those are two extremely powerful things to be said from parents. And, mm-hmm. it, and like, I'm sure such a scary time where you're telling your parents, look, this is my true identity. And if you don't support it, I'm still going to pursue this because this is who yeah. I am. How yeah, did-
1: this isn't me asking if I right. can translate. It's, I'm basically telling you.
0: Right, right. How did that but, feel leading up to telling them, and then how did you feel when they when they said those things and were just obviously just full of love and support? Yeah,
1: um, I was nervous to tell them, but they're not like I knew that they personally would be accepting. Um, But my dad is a priest, and when you're a priest, your reputation is kind of important (laughs) for people in the church, not for preachers, kids, really at all. But I, it took me, you know, I didn't even realize trans men existed until I was in college. I had heard of trans women, but it had never occurred to me that it could go the other way. Um, And so I didn't really grow up. Knowing that I'm trans and kind of resenting my community because I grew up with a total mental block of like, I guess I'm just asexual and like kind of a tomboy because nothing that society is telling me I'm supposed to like, I like. Yeah. And so I just kind of figured I would always just be this kind of weird outsider um, and find my way through life that way. It had worked for me so far. So. <laughs> Uh, But what I told them, I was nervous, not because of what they were going to say, but because of what people who look up to them are going to say about them having a trans kid. So a lot of my not coming out was just to protect my family, which isn't any better or any worse than protecting myself. Uh, But it was, I wasn't sure what they were going to say in the moment. But there was a time, I guess I came out in June and I had told my mom in January that I was ordering a binder mm-hmm. because I like, had been wearing two sports bras and she's known since I was 10 that I didn't want the chest that I was developing. Um, and she asked me in January, <laughs> she was like, oh, if this is something that, Trans people use. Like, do you think that you're gonna start doing that? And I was like, no, like not at all, no. Because I truly just never thought that I would. Yeah. Um, but then once I started using the binder, and then COVID happened, and I just figured, look, if we're all gonna die, I'm gonna go ahead and tell people <laughs> that I'm trans. <laughs> um. And so it worked out kind of good. We had a good talk. My parents are very kind of type A book learners so if you're going to come to them with a big idea or a big bomb to drop on them <laughs> it needs to be like a well thought out conversation it can't just be hey i'm trans okay bye right. because they're they're going to have a lot of questions um as parents do you know making sure is this something you really want and we had already talked because i had came out at 23 as gay um and my dad and i had had that talk of like, make sure you are 100% sure before you tell people, because like LGBT stuff is not something you can tell people and then take back, right? And that was his point when I came out as gay. Um, And so I figured I'd be getting some sort of variation on that as trans, which is a very true point. Like you don't want to come out and tell everyone you're trans if you're not super sure. I mean, if you're still kind of questioning, yeah, but I was like, there's no doubt in my mind. So this time around coming out to them, I knew like all of those things that like I was nervous for when I came out as gay and you were nervous for when I came out as gay were I like, I have no doubt in my mind that I'm trans. What I was not doing was just telling people. So I had decided a lot like a long time ago that I, Just was never going to transition and was just always going to kind of be miserable and and be a lesbian. Not that lesbians are miserable, but for me, it wouldn't have been an identity that I would have been 100% comfortable in. Yeah. But I had just kind of resigned to being like, well, 40% happy is better than 0% happy. Um, And then after COVID and all the time by myself, I was like, no, I think I'm going to go for 100% happy. That sounds better.
0: Makes a little bit (laughs) Um, more sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: But I'm definitely lucky to have family that accepts me and actively works to use my name and pronouns. And even when I'm not in the room, I hear them kind of start to do it. They all still, well, not all of them, but my parents live in Texas um, and I'm in Maine. So we only see each other during the summers. They come up here, they're retired. So they spend summers up here, which is why I moved to Maine in the first place. um, So I could move away, but still have a month or two where I can see my parents without having to travel. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So they were having kind of habit issues with pronouns and things before they came up to Maine. But then this past summer, two summers, I guess it's been two summers maybe. (laughs) time. I know. What is time (laughs) in the last two years? Um, The last two summers they've come up. Since I've come out, they've gotten much better at you know, using my name and pronouns because they're using them more, um, yeah. and so they've got just kind of that. They do have questions here and there, but I think my being thirty is also something that they kind of have been like, "Well, <laughs> he's going to do what he's going to do."
0: You're old and enough. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, um, and not to say that if your kid is younger than that, you should say no, but I think that they may have had a different initial reaction if I had been you know nine because when I was seven or eight I was convinced I was a boy and people just kept telling me I wasn't so then I was like oh well I guess I'm not right and then I just kind of put that away and didn't unpack it again for a while
0: right I will um, just be confused and really unsure yeah. where I belong in society Being 40% happy. Wow. I, yeah, it's, it's such a, a hard, I mean, mental health now is just obviously, I think because of COVID, it really, you know, is something we're talking about now, but it's so hard to think that there's so many people who are hiding their true identity and saying, you know what? 40% happy is better than, you know, nothing. And then they live like that for a while and then, like you said, you're finally like, "You know what? Wait, I can choose to be a hundred percent happy and And now, how has your life changed as you've transitioned because you've kind of documented the whole thing I mean obviously, there are things that you're keeping to yourself because it's your life, and privacy matters. but I know when you had the top surgery and you post the videos and you could just see like the the joy and I guess the feeling of possibly being comfortable and seeing yourself in a new light finally, like how has this transition helped you with your mental health and just living?
1: Yeah. Um, You know, I guess, I mean, it's helped a lot. I'm a lot more confident than I kind of used to be. I still have kind of weird social interaction, awkwardness, but it's not as much now when people like if someone makes eye contact with me i I do kind of look away out of just kind of habit, um but I'm able to kind of bring that back and be like, nope, they're looking at Declan, they're not looking at somebody I don't want them to look at, like they're looking at a person that I am happy with um and so I'm just overall like more confident mm-hmm. i I'm still kind of figuring a lot of things out. Um, As far as mental health stuff, I had kind of a big dip that was unrelated to my transition last year. And so it's been interesting to have a depressive episode on testosterone, because I just haven't had that yet. And I used to get Really sad, like resort to being sad and empty. And now in my depressive episodes, it's turned into anger because testosterone kind of umps, amps up the yeah testosterone, I guess, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and so it's just been an interesting transition to see. Okay. I've spent 29, 30 years learning to curb this sadness in this low episode. But now it's something that I've never had to curb before. And it's not, I don't regret it. I mean, I love taking testosterone. I feel much better in so many ways. It's just, there are so many little things that I just have never really thought about. Like, oh, I never expected my depression to turn on me. And now I have to kind of figure out a way, a new way of coping with that. And then my new life and figuring that out. But even with that, the mindset that I have on being in those low episodes is totally different. I don't want to crawl in a hole really and like turn all the lights off and not be seen. Like now, when I have my low periods, I think I need to get up and I need to go get it moving because I can't just keep feeding into this, which is what I did for 20 years, just let it win. Yeah. Um, and so it's been interesting to have that mind shift. Yeah. Because I didn't really do any active mind work for it. I just kind of started living the way that I wanted to. And then when things like that happened to me, I'm able to be like, Oh, well, that's no big deal. I'll just go do this. And it's just that wasn't something that I was ever able to do. I used to just kind of panic and shut down. And not to say that that won't ever happen again, obviously, with depression and anxiety stuff. It's not yeah. going to go away just because you come out. But now it's kind of lessened a lot, um, which yeah. has opened me up to being more authentic and with people around me and being able to share just my, my life in general in a way that I'm proud of, instead of saying, Well, yeah, well my parents put me in this and then I the church had me do this and then I went and did this with my youth group and like now it's I'm going to do this because I want to do this, not yeah. because someone's telling me I have to. Um and so that's kind of they've been subtle shifts, but it's when you look back, you think, wow, I've really come a long way, but I don't really feel like I'm moving forward as quickly as I do when I look back. And so that's been It's been great. I don't I walk taller now that I don't have double D's dragging me down. Yeah. Um it has been interesting this shift in my like center of gravity has changed. So I've actually developed back problems. <laughs> oh no. Since top surgery mostly because my own laziness and not stretching, but to have that kind of heavy weight down, I was standing with my hips like forward and my shoulders slouched. And now if I stand like that, it puts all the pressure on my lower back.
0: Right. So I've been
1: having to kind of reintroduce myself to my body Right. to be like, okay, well now I have a new body. It's the same body, but it, in a lot of ways is a new body and I need to figure out how I can move it. And then with aging, obviously, I can't just go like jump <laughs> off things like I did when I was 18 or whatever um so i feel like i'm meeting like a new person almost um which is just the strangest sensation because it's still you yeah i don't know it's hard to explain (laughs) but
0: um i i mean i get it also because for the depression you're finally yourself right you're finally being your true identity which also gives you a confidence to say this is who i am And then the depression comes and you're kind of like, oh, wait, I'm able to be who I am. I can have a different mindset moving forward. And it's just like, it just shifts completely. And as you said, like with depression, it doesn't go away. I have anxiety and stuff too. And it's like, it comes and goes. But now the confidence and being yourself, it's like, oh, okay, let me think about everything. Let me reflect on all the things that I've done instead of being in my room like I've done too, it's beautiful out. Let's get our butt up and go outside a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And
1: I've definitely still going to have days where I do go crawl into my hole, but it's just to know that at least I'm, it would be worse (laughs) if I hadn't kind of started
0: transitioning
1: and started this totally new journey that I had always just kind of thought like, Oh, I, I would transition if I could. And I remember saying that to my therapist once. And she was like, why? What do you mean if you could? And I was like, I just, I can't do that. And she was like, why not? It's like, I just, I don't know. I just can't. And then I thought about it. and I was like, oh, I guess I can. You can yeah. be happy and choose yourself. Such a strange concept.
0: But. Who would have thought, you know? <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. But I think that that, that happens for a lot of people where it's like I can't and then someone's like well like why can't you and then you finally self-reflect and you're like oh yeah it's my body my choice like I how do I feel you're 30 you're changing you know with with the social media platform you're also sharing this journey with people who aren't either, you know, ready to transition yet, aren't sure what, you know, how they're feeling in their body. And it's created such a nice supportive platform for other people to go to. And you know, do you ever think about the fact that you're you're helping so many people in the world all over the world?
1: Yeah, it's really weird to think about. I mean, as my follower count went up, I remember when I got to like 60,000 followers or something one of my friends my IRL friends was like that's more than some countries and I was like why would you say that now I'm super nervous (laughs) and then now I'm up to 289 I think which is just a crazy I mean that is a crazy number of people
0: yeah
1: and I try not to think about it too much because it can get like I try to put that many people like into a stadium and think about like, Oh God, (laughs) if I'm standing in the middle of the stadium talking. Um, But I really love hearing, I mean, when people reach out and message me and leave me comments and things like, it's so nice to know that the journey I'm sharing is actually having the impact that I kind of wanted it to have, which is to help families and allies who want to learn more or people who maybe are confused themselves or other trans people who don't have trans people in their lives. And it's not gotten onto kind of a negative side. Uh, But I think that's the beauty of the queer community, especially post COVID because it is a lot of it is online. It's just like, we're not taking it anymore. We're not going to just let people like bully us around. We're going to lift each other up. Instead, and like maybe throw in a troll every now and then, just a little sass. But it's so nice to know that I'm not, you know, alone in my journey because for 29 years, I kind of was like, I'm the only person in the world that has these feelings because I don't know anybody else that does. And it's just nice to hear that, you know, even people in Australia and New Zealand and Scotland and everywhere on the planet, there are people that are just like the people that I know and the people like me and people around and it's I think we get so caught up in our little bubbles that that is one thing social media is really good at is connecting people outside of your bubble that are interested in the same things as you are or going through similar journeys that you would never be able to connect with otherwise like I wouldn't know half of the trans people that I know if it weren't for social media stuff and it's just been a really great Kind of experience, um, but it is overwhelming to think about how many people sometimes see in my videos. Like I'll make a really weird, goofy video and think this one's this is not going to get a lot of views, and then it gets like eighty thousand views or something. And um, which, comparatively to other, you know, influencing TikTokers, might not be that much, but that's that's a lot of people. A
0: lot. To make- <laughs> no,
1: I just I like connecting with people. I get messages and doing that one-on-one messaging is it's just nice to hear people's journeys. And I'll get a lot of, sometimes I'll get questions. Sometimes I'll get, here's what you did. Here's what I did kind of comparison things, which is also fine. Um, But I think comparing, you can kind of fall into a trap there because everybody's a little bit different. Um, But it's so just nice to hear people of all ages kind of being all on the same page, or at least wanting to get to a future where we're all kind of happy. (laughs) It seems a strange concept that we have to fight for that but it's nice to know there's a big community all over the world for it
0: yeah i mean we're all i don't know humans so yeah weird right like (laughs) i don't know let's celebrate each other support each other and not tear each other down and maybe this world would be a little bit better It, it thinking about going full circle here like we didn't see you know trans people in our community and now because of this page that you created, so many kids finally have people that they're looking up to and saying, "Oh, that's interesting. I'm identifying with that. Mm-hmm. Let, let me look into this and let me let me figure out who I am. And were there yeah. any books or any kind of tools or resources that you use to help you through this transition that maybe other people don't know about?
1: Um not really. I mean, I follow a lot of like other trans people on social media and then I guess about maybe 2019, so the year before the pandemic, I was working at a very small kind of weight loss company. I mean, there were only three people that were working there. It was me and two women and I wasn't out yet, so it was three "Quote unquote," women working there, and I was I was identifying as a lesbian at the time, and another girl there was ident- or is a lesbian, and our manager was someone who is not familiar with the queer community, doesn't know anybody with the queer community, so she was constantly kind of asking us a lot of questions because her daughter, her like fourteen year old daughter, had just come out as gay, and she didn't know how to handle it. She's a very Kind of feminine girly girl, and her daughter is very like anime graphic novels, just totally different ends of the spectrum. Um, And so she would ask me and the other employee a lot of questions. um, And her big fear was that her daughter, who is a little bit tomboyish, is going, This is just a stepping stone into like her transitioning. And I was like, I think that's kind of a jump, but. You know, she's 16, so maybe, but like, let's not start a worry we don't need to have. Yeah. Um, but through conversations with her about trans people, because I basically had to explain to her, like, if she's trans, you should still love her, which seems like a, again, a strange concept. I'm not a parent, but I can't imagine not loving my kid for one thing. But so she kept asking me a lot of questions about trans people. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know the answer to this. I'm just like a mere lesbian. (laughs) And so I started doing research so I could answer her questions, but not because I was like, well, this will benefit me. But that's when I was, that's when I kind of found trans people on Instagram and could show her pictures of trans post-transition, post-surgery bodies to say this person with a full beard, pecs and a six pack is trans and like just looks like every other man you'd see on the street and this woman is trans but still just looks like every other woman you'd see and she just had that kind of stereotypical mindset of trans people so to be able to kind of teach her about something while also learning about a community I didn't know about I think really helped me realize like oh yeah, I might be in this community without even knowing it. (laughs) Because it was like, oh, well, I would do that if I could. Oh, well, I'd I'd get top surgery if I could. If you're cis, you're probably not thinking that. (laughs) You're not thinking like, oh, well, if I could have been born the opposite sex, I would have been.
0: Right. (laughs) That's
1: not something cis people, I think, think about. But that was kind of the biggest resource for me, which is funny because talking to like a transphobe shouldn't be what makes you realize you're trans. But for me, it kind of was. I was like, oh. Um, And she wouldn't call her a transphobe. She's just uneducated on a lot of things and new to the experience of her only child who she really wanted to be like a feminine girly girl cheerleader being this anime graphic novel, kind of emo lesbian, which I love. I'm all for. So,
0: As (laughs) long as you're you and you're happy... Yeah. That's, I mean, there's so, this is such a hard world to live in, in general. I mean, there's so many things wrong. So if you can be yourself and be happy, that's, that's what you should do. Especially
1: at 16, high school is hard. And if you are strong enough to stand up in front of all those people and be like, hey, here's who I am, let then just, you run and you go do that.
0: Yes, yes, (laughs) Um,
1: yes but yeah and that's kind of i just said had said to her like have you noticed a difference in your daughter since she came out at all and she was okay. like yeah she's kind of nicer and is like seems to just be in a better mood more and i was hmm. like then you need you should feed into that even if yeah. it's something you don't understand
0: yeah supported. if your daughter's happy
1: i don't i don't see why what the problem is
0: right but and especially now, like there the Internet, we have the Internet, we have libraries, we have yeah. like there's no excuse anymore to not be educated on a subject because yeah. you can literally open any electronic device, type in whatever question you have and learn.
1: And it's there. Yeah.
0: It yeah. That's so how I, mean, I
1: answer some people's questions sometimes. Yeah. Someone will send me a question that I don't know the answer to and I'll just Google it and send them the answer <laughs> back. Yeah. Easy as easy as that.
0: Yeah. But I, it would make yeah. the world a lot happier if we all could just support one another and it if you're if you're true to who you are, things will get better. And especially for yeah. younger kids. Like I don't have a lot of kids, kids listening but i have some teenagers sometimes and it's like there it it gets better like i know we've watched those videos when we were in high school and maybe it didn't hit the same as it would now but now it's like it can get better there's so many tools there's so many resources there's so many people it it can get better and if you're struggling to figure out who you are or you're not in a safe place like there's so many tools out there, and so many people who would just love support and help. And it's like, just yeah. we just got to find those people for you, and everything will be better. So yeah, I'm, I'm just, ha- I'm happy that you came on, and I think that it's really special that you're sharing your journey with everyone. And I know that it's helped me learn, and it's helped other people. And I'm, I'm glad that you were able to find your true identity and, you know, yeah. live a, a happier life. Maybe not hundred yeah, percent, but...
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's better than 40%. <laughs> right. <so. laughs> yeah. And it's been just interesting kind of day to day. I don't have most of, at least for me, where I am in my physical transition, is pretty much done. Aside from waiting for my facial hair to show up, which just takes time. Yeah. Um I don't really have any more big physical milestones. So now my videos have kind of focused more on, here's something I experienced as a trans person today. And like, here's how many times I got misgendered at work today. And it's always baffling to me when I get misgendered at work, especially now, but I, it's it doesn't, I guess, bother me as much. But then there's once the post- transition or the physical transition kind of honeymoon is over and you are passing or where you want to, for me, passing, but where you want to be in your transition. For some people, passing isn't the goal. Um, but for me, I wanted to get to a place where people, strangers would look at me and just assume that I use he, him pronouns, um, obviously asking as well. Right. Um, but I work at a store So I'm just interacting with people for five seconds here and there. And it's just been interesting to kind of, you can see it in people's eyes when they can't figure out what you are, you know? And it's, I did have somebody look at my name tag and then look up at me and then look at my name tag and then look up at me. And I was like, this person's going to say something. They're going to say it. And (laughs) they just looked at me and they were like, Declan. And I was like, yes, that's, That's my name. It says right here on my name tag. (laughs) And he just goes, That's a boy's name. And I was like, It is. And then he was like, Good for you. And he's this older man who is in like a camo hat with an American flag on it. And when the conversation started, I was like, He's going to verbally accost me in this store right now. Yeah. But he didn't. And it's been so interesting too, to have my whole life, I had this mindset if I'm different and if I tell people people will treat me terribly. And that is true for a, like a lot of trans people don't have the same privileges that I acknowledge that I have. Um but it is still hard because every time I meet somebody I never know what I'm getting into and I never know if they're the type of person that's going to say something, if they're the type of person that's not even going to think twice or if they're the type of person that's going to you know, long-term, try to cause problems for me, whatever it is. And that's something that trans people kind of have to go through every day, post-transition or not. I feel like, and I'm only about two years in, but I feel like that fear is always kind of going to be there. But that, to me, that fear is, I don't want to say worth the happiness that I feel, but something that I kind of have to just work through. and something that's only going to get easier, at least for me, with time as I continue to practice maintaining eye contact as I let someone kind of have their moment to try to figure out how to call me. I mean, you can always ask, but some people just don't. It's just been interesting. So I haven't figured out quite yet on TikTok how to share those types of stories. Because a lot of it could sound I don't know the word. I guess could sound it's not petty is not the word, but just to have little things where this happened to me today, and yeah. then someone will comment and say, Well, if you legally changed your name, that wouldn't happen. It's like, Great, I understand that, but I can still complain or have my feelings about my dead name being called out in a doctor's office when I specifically ask them to just call out my last name. And that's just something that I am working on figuring out how to create more of a platform for it because the physical stuff was easier. It's like, look, you can see it. It's different now. right? Um, but now this kind of social interaction stuff is a little bit different and it's been nice to lean on other creators for support in that who are already kind of doing it that way. And so to be able to not only have a space where people can come feel safe in my space, I have space where I can go be safe in other people's spaces and i just love i love that so much yeah <laughs> it's just so nice to have
0: it's also something that not just you are going through and so it it's hard with social media because you say one thing and your your meaning behind it is this and then there's going to be that one person that as you said, is like, well, then do this, or well, you did it too. They're always gonna have something to say. And it's like, well, but this is also a story that everyone who who's transitioning might experience, right? Maybe not, but maybe yes. And so it is something that people want to hear. And also like that story had an ending where this man who it could have gone either way was supportive. And it's, you know, it's hard to balance how to tell the stories, how to make sure they're not twisted in a way that makes, you know, you seem ungrateful or petty or like any kind of, you know, connotation where you're like, there's a reason you're posting. If you're following, just trust, trust like that, that the creator is doing what's best for them and is sharing stories that they find are meaningful.
1: And it's the same. I mean, even if you're not trans or not queer, anytime you put something on the internet, people are going to give you advice. And it's sometimes you just, or you're not looking for advice. You just want to tell the story that happened to you today or whatever it is. And there was a, like a, I was listening to a podcast on kind of relationship dynamics and like Mm -hmm. romantic relationship and friendships and families, like all types of relationships. But one of them was when someone comes to vent to you, you should respond with, are you looking for advice or are you looking for support? And that's something that obviously the internet doesn't have on, there's no like button for like, <laughs> I would like advice on this topic right. only in the comments, please, or I would only like support. Yeah. And so I think that the internet can be a great place, but it can also be kind of a toxic place as well, because if someone posts a video about not necessarily, let's say, wanting to change their birth name, and then a bunch of other people in the same community come on and say, but you should because it's part of the transition process and it would be easier if you did this and this. That can create a lot of doubt in something that you know that you don't have a lot of doubt in. So it's not a perfect system, but it definitely is nice to kind of hear people's kind of different journeys and different ways that they've gone about doing things Um And then, of course, everyone's always going to want to give their two cents to everything. Um, And so kind of taking it all with a grain of salt and being able to realize, like, yes, I am living pretty openly on the Internet. So I'm going to have people who don't like me. I'm going to have people who are going to give me feedback I don't want. Um, But it's not something that I really take personally. Again, that's just something that being a creator or of any kind, even if you're like a teacher, you're always going to get some kind of advice that probably isn't very helpful, but people are think might be helpful. And it's that I try to think of it as long as it's in kind of good faith instead of not just a flat out transphobe being rude, but if it's someone asking, Oh, well, you know, you can do this, this and this to change your name and it would be easier. That's not coming from a place of hate. That person is is legitimately coming from a place of support. Um, And then just being able to kind of separate those two and say, like, this is what someone else has told me, but this is how I want to live my life. And I think for a long time, I lived my life the way other people told me to. So whenever someone gives me advice like that, I always think, should I do that? And then I think, nope, I've taken control of my own life now. (laughs) And it's a whole new journey. Yeah. It's much more difficult when you navigate your own life and finding, but yeah. worth it, more rewarding.
0: I was just <laughs> going to say, okay, last question, and I'm going to let you go because I've had you for a long time here. Do you have any words of wisdom or advice for anyone who is thinking about transitioning or who is younger and just kind of struggling? With finding out who they are um, be
1: patient kind of with your process. Don't feel like because someone else figured it out at nine that you have to have it figured out by nine or you can never go do it. You know there are people that are coming out at fifty and starting to transition, and so there is this weird mindset in our society of if you don't know what you want to do by the time you're 18, and if you don't know who you are by the time you're 18, you're nothing and you're nobody, which is totally incorrect. 18 is so young comparatively to how long humans live. So to be able to kind of allow yourself that grace of taking space and taking that time to really figure it out, especially if you're confused, there's no Rush, really, I mean, if you are a hundred percent sure that you are trans and you want to transition, depending on what state you live in, I guess that may be easier or hard, but if you're for me, I didn't start questioning things until college because I went to private school, and everyone kind of had to be the same and look the same, so it just never occurred to me to start doing any sort of self-discovery. But if you are someone that has started self discovery when you're supposed to at puberty and you're kind of figuring out, am I non-binary? Am I just gender fluid? Do I just more of a tomboy? And sometimes I like to be feminine or am I trans? There's no deadline. It's not like if you haven't figured it out, you're never going to get there. But I think we tend to beat ourselves up a lot of our stuff and not knowing is really kind of scary because you don't know where it'll take you, but it's also kind of exciting because you don't know where it'll take you. You could, it could, I mean, 10 years ago, I wouldn't even have told you I'd be a today. And now I'm very much alive and obnoxiously in people's faces all the time. And I love it. <laughs> and it just is a long, life is a long process and figuring out who you are is always changing. And I'm, I've am i figured out that I am trans and I am Declan and I ha- am happier in this transitioning body, but I have so much more to learn about myself and my journey and honestly, the trans experience overall. So you're never really, I don't really think you ever get, I don't think it ends. I think it's like a constant, who am I? What do I want out of life? Recheck in every couple years or a couple months or whatever it is to figure out are you living the life you really want to live? If not, how can you get there? And if you're in a place where maybe you're in a state that won't let you transition before you leave your high school years, um, figure out as soon as you get out how you're going to do it, where you're going to go, find a safe space. Um, if your family is not all right with it, where are you gonna go? What are you gonna do? Because sitting in that time just waiting and doing nothing could be so detrimental when you could be making plans for, you know, it might be in three years, but here in three years I know exactly what doctor I want to go to. I know exactly what I want my process to look like and to have that kind of blueprint laid out. I think gives you something that while you're in that frustrating waiting period kind of gives you something to look forward to instead of just saying I'm stuck here forever, which we all get stuck in that mindset sometimes, but trying to pull yourself out of it and, and think, you know, I'm not going to be here, you know, in 10 years, I'll be somewhere else and I'll be someone else and I'll get to be who I want to be. And just kind of, again, just being patient with that process and, And figuring it out and don't compare yourself to anybody else and just keep don't give up on it you know you're not gonna find it by not looking so (laughs) you should try to do those things I got a little journal that's I don't think it's in arm's reach of me right now but it's called I am enough and it is a journal that is made specifically for trans youth and it fills out you know, who is the first person you told? And it's got questions and prompts and stuff. And I ordered that right when I came out. And I haven't have done the whole thing, but there's a whole section in the back to put all your medical transition dates and milestones. And it's been a really good resource for me whenever I'm trying to figure out something new in my transness. I'll go look at that. Kind of journal, read some of the prompts, and I might not write down the answer, but I'll be thinking about it and just trying to figure out, you know, how can I be a better person, not just in my trans identity, but in general? And how can I be more helpful (laughs) to (laughs) kind of other people around me? I'm learning as I go, but I like to learn and share what I'm learning. And so to be able to do that. With this transition has been just amazing because I get to hear stories of, you know, people who aren't there yet or who have had very similar preacher's kid upbringings and they feel so trapped. And if I had been a middle schooler who had been able to see trans representation and even queer representation, like gay or lesbian at all, I probably would have come out a lot sooner. And not been so miserable and so confused for so long, because I would have known that this this whole community exists, and sure people might not want our community to exist, but not telling people about it doesn't make us not exist; it just makes whoever you're telling that might be part of that community more sad right, <laughs> um, right. and so I think just keep following representation, keeps supporting companies and nonprofits and politicians that support. And I think one day we'll get to a place where it won't even matter. Nobody will care. Yeah. And if like, as long as we're happy, I mean, I think that's really all that matters no matter what anyone else says. And it does open being trans opens a lot of challenges, but the happiness that comes with it, that makes the challenges. Again, not worth it, but makes it kind of easier to go through, knowing if this is something that I have to go through every now and then to be happy all the time, yeah, I'm
0: doing it. Everyone's individual happiness. If everyone's happy, and look, we're all not going to be happy all the time. Admit, we yeah. get that. But what a world. The trans community is not going anywhere, and they shouldn't go anywhere. So I don't know, maybe embrace it? Embrace everyone for whoever they are, as long as they're good people. And let's yeah. try to make the world a little bit brighter, a little bit safer, and just a little happier. Yeah. Like Definitely.
1: You know. Yeah. And if not embrace it, at least just let those people exist. You right. don't even have to embrace it. Just right. don't go, you know, punch them in the face. Right.
0: It's don't tear necessary. them down. You don't like something. <laughs> Turn around. Go, go that way. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah.
1: When my brother went to law school, I didn't go around telling people how terrible lawyers are <laughs> or anything, you know, like let people live their lives, make their decisions. And they'll be fine.
0: <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on Declan. This was really, I, I really enjoyed talking to you and I'm yeah. so happy I found you on TikTok and I can't wait to see what you do next because I'm sure it'll be amazing.
1: Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having me and
0: reaching out. Of course. Well, enjoy your day.
1: Thank you. Yeah, you too.
0: Thanks. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell.